0: mm <laughs> Praise the Lord, this is Brother Julius Adeumi. We are going through the Gospel of Luke. We are now in chapter 2, which is going to describe the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Chapter 1 was where Luke was describing how the angel visited Zacharias in the temple and the birth of John the Baptist. Now chapter 2. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus, that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. Now you have to notice that in this generation, they don't have a way of, uh, of, of numbering the years and so on. So. so they use the, the, the who was ruling during this time. That's why they, say they put in a parenthesis that The taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. Well, that is a time chart that people can begin to use if they are trying to recollect back when did this thing started. But in our generation, if you want to say something like that, you just say it started in 1970-something, or it started in uh, uh, 1925, or it started in uh, 1907. Because we are now, we have a timetable or the calendar that we are using since the day of, since after Christ, they started this after AD. So we say 1000 AD, 2000 AD, we are now into 2023 AD. So if anything, if, if we are trying to say when was this tax session started, we will be using, we will say it was started when the president was governor. No, we just tell us the year. Well, we can figure out who was ruling during that time if we know the year. So, but in that generation, they don't have a way of, they are not using years and months to, to record it. So that's why it looks like it started when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. Now, verse 3 said, all went to the tax into their, everybody go to their old city to record their names. So that they that's how they were doing it in that generation, verse 4. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be taxed with Mary, is espoused wife, being great with shall. So it's actually the men that are being taxed because in that generation, the men are the head of the house. And so if they say, your household have to pay so much money, it's the man. And according to the man, he said, here, that's what they're actually taxing. I don't think they're taxing the women. But now, if he's going to travel that far, he has to go with his, uh, with his wife that he has already brought in now. That the angel told them to just take your wife and, and go ahead with it and he, he has taken your wife. But he, according to Matthew, if you go back to Matthew, he, he already taken the wife and covered it up that it was like it was his child. That anybody, that to anybody that I didn't impregnate this woman. So that was what we read in the book of Matthew. So the, uh, Luke simply just said, he, to be tasked with Mary's exposed wife, being great with child. Uh, 6. And so it was that while they were there, that while they were in Bethlehem, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her falseborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the hymn. Now, we always know the story of no room in the hymn that was reported by the, that in the generation where people were making Christmas stories of that. But you see, according to what was reported here, Bethlehem was a small town, a small village perhaps, small town, and people that were born and raised there, everybody were everywhere in other parts of the world. Now the governor, the, the Caesar said everybody should go back to their, where they were born and register, so that you know just where you are born, that's where your, your tax will be reported here. So that's where everybody began to go to. So all the people that were from Bethlehem, they came from all over the places and came to Bethlehem. So and many of them have no house built in between. If they sell a little inn, maybe somebody has a, a inn is like an hotel, but not a big one. And maybe it can really accommodate three or four rooms for strangers, but many people are coming in. Some have family members there, they can share room, but some have no family members. They have been gone for years. But they knew that they are born over here and they are placed for this place. So they all came, no room, everybody, the rooms are, in this, are all occupied. So now people are sharing and sharing until no room to share anything anymore. My here is a man with his heavily pregnant woman, pregnant wife, and there's no place they can even stay. No room in the inn. All the rooms are occupied. They have no relative. They can say, well, can I stay with you over there? All the relatives are already overloaded with other visitors, you see. But so then they went to a place where they call a manger. A manger is a little hot. Where they always keep the little sheep or goats, that they not a not a place with thousands of goats. And some people have, menja that they only have ten goats, and they put a, them in a. it's getting cold in the nighttime, so those goats can stay in this uh, little hut that look like a shed. But they saw that place as an open space. I mean, it's, they can just uh, push all the goats to the one side and sit down. And that was when they desperately need a place because this woman is heavily pregnant. She looks like tonight she's going to have to have this baby. So that's why they, they introduced them to that manger. So that's the only place where they went. Verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And look, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were so afraid... And the ages said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Now let's talk briefly about that because in our generation we can look back and see that this story pointed to the fact that the shepherds were in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. So that was how we concluded that this idea that Christmas, which the Roman churches or the Roman that started from Roman, pagan Rome, they tried to make Christmas, which is December, to be the birth of Jesus Christ. That was not the birth of Jesus Christ. It could never be the birth of Jesus Christ because the, that was snow time in all those parts of the world. It's too cold for any shepherd to be in the field in the night. It was not possible for shepherds watching over their flock in the night. That story here, that Luke wrote here, definitely shows that if the shepherds are in, watching over their sheep, that should be around summertime, spring, end of spring, summertime, then they can be in the field, not Christmas time when it's too cold and snow everywhere around the world. Christmas time in the northern part of Hesmy anyway, it's always cold and snowy sometimes. So the shepherds will not be in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. So that was the first place where the Christmas of December 25 was was dismissed by Bible scholars. But many people still continue to do Christmas because it's just like a, a day to celebrate. And the Bible said, the angel visited these shepherds and told them that the baby has been born and in the city of David, the Savior, Christ the Lord, and they shall see the baby in a manger Wrapped in a swaddling cloth. What's a swaddling cloth? And in our generation the swaddling clothes is some of those things that people women use to to tie their to tie their their robe or a part or the type that you have on their head. That's like a long That's the only thing they have, they wrap the baby in that one. And then verse 13, I'm reading Luke chapter 2, verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now look at that, goodwill toward men. God is wishing us goodwill. The baby, Jesus was born as a gift to mankind. That's why the Bible says, it's a goodwill. God is sending us goodwill. What is goodwill? I mean, you wishing us good. It's a goodwill for God to give us something, a gift. And if you receive Jesus Christ as a gift, you'll be saved from your sin. That is exactly why it was goodwill to all men. say said, peace on earth and goodwill to all men. God is sending peace to us on earth and sending us goodwill. Verse 15 of chapter 2 of Luke. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us go. Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger." You can see when the baby was born, there were only two of them, Mary and Joseph and the babe. If anybody among the people in the town actually came to help, they must have helped and delivered the baby and went back to their own home and lied down, and they are still in the husband and the wife and the baby. And in that manger, that's where they're going to sleep tonight. So there's no room in the inn. Maybe with some days later, people will begin to move back after they have registered themselves. They don't have to stay in that bedroom. Many people begin to move back. Maybe there will be room now in the inn. So that will occur some days later. So, but for that day, that night, they were in that manger for who knows how many days before they were able to get a place to sleep in the in the in the this, in, this, in the here, in the in the city. Verse sixteen, they, that's this Luke chapter two verse. Six. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. You have to notice that they are just like ordinary people. Mary saw the angel visited her and she believed and now it still has happened. The baby has been born and they are now going to be responsible for taking care of this baby. And some people are coming back and say we saw a vision that told us that a baby is born, this is the Messiah is going to be born, and it's still a baby, also. so. they are just so the people that are here in will wonder what what is this baby going to be like? The same thing about John the Baptist. A baby that was born since like case happened when he was born. What is this baby going to be like? Still like a future thing. 20 years from now, 30 years from now, something about this baby will be visible. Everybody will be saying something about this baby. But the people that are hearing it, when the baby was born, they have just be wondering about it, what is going to happen in 10 years, 30 years from now, concerning this newborn baby. So, but Mary, the mother was just keeping all these things in her heart, wondering about it. What with 30 years of now hold for our family and for this baby? Verse 20 says, And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, and it was, as it was told unto them. Now verse 21, And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. That was where, definitely they were still eight days. Now they definitely are still in, in that Bethlehem, or in that at least in Judea. And when the days of our purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Now, if you go back to the Old Testament, you see that when a baby boy is born, the mother is to keep herself unclean for several days. If it's a woman, a baby that the baby gave for uh, some several days, one is this and the other is that, different days. Or so if a boy is born, a firstborn, born, it will be the woman that has the baby must to keep herself unclean. It means she's going through purification for so many days before she can come to the temple. That's what I mean by, that's why sometimes people are still doing some churches where they say the woman that is having a baby does not come to church until they are ready to bring the baby to church. So that is the same type of thing that was, being reported here that the days of our purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished. Then they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Verse 20 says, It is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opened the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. You see that in the book of Exodus chapter 13, verse 2, and Numbers chapter 3, verse 13. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of tortured doves. Or two young pigeons, a pair of turtle doves, or two young pigeons. In short, that was so small that any ordinary person can afford a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. That was how the law was given to them to we'll bring it for for the for the for a baby that is born, opening the womb. Verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. This was Simeon, a prophet. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when, he, when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Now, that prophecy was given. he said the angel, the Lord told Simeon that he will not see death until he has seen the salvation of the Lord, the Messiah. Well, when the baby was born, he had seen the Messiah. And the, Lord, the Holy Ghost led him to the temple And the day they brought the child, Jesus. And the, and the Holy showed children, that's the Messiah. And he held the baby in his hand and blessed God and said, he has now seen the Messiah, you could not go. We do not know how old Simeon was, but that was reported that he was an old man, but God has told him he would not see that until he sees the Messiah. And maybe he was already 70 something, 80 something, who knows, but now that all his colleagues are already passed on, and God said, You will not see there until you see the Messiah. And finally, he saw the Messiah. He said, Now you could go in peace. That's what he was saying here in his prayer. He said, For my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Verse 32 said, A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people, Israel. And that is the prophecy. The light, Christ was the light that lighted the Gentiles. You Gentile world believing that believe in Jesus Christ, you know that the Messiah is coming back. To take over the world. And that's the light that lightens us and make us to know the true God, the God of Israel. It's not Moses, it's not Isaiah, it's not all those prophets. It is Jesus Christ that brought the true God, the God of Israel, to the old Gentile world. And we are all trusting in Jesus to save us. And that is what Simeon was prophesying. He light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of their people Israel. Yes, because he's the king that the whole world is looking up to. And that's the glory of the people Israel. Verse 33, and Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Because they were just hearing prophecies on the right and on the left. And they themselves were not really that uh, prophets. They just were religious, but uh, they were hearing prophecies being spoken to to their hearing for this baby Jesus. Verse 34, and Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel. And for a sign which shall be spoken against, now that came to true. No, he was telling them point blank: the Lord Jesus Christ is a sign that will be spoken against by who? By all the Jews that wanted to worship themselves. They think they are worshiping the Messiah, they worshiping the God of Israel. But they see this baby be born, they are jealous. They see him prophesying when he was started preaching, and wonder they are jealous, and the rulers of the people they are speaking against him. That's why Simeon was saying he when he was born, that it's for a sign which shall be spoken against. And he put another prophecy there and was 35. It was put in parentheses, here, but whatever that means, then why I put in parentheses. But he said, yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also. It was, was prophesied to Mary, a sword. And we can test from what he just wrote here. We, we believe that Mary, the mother of Jesus, must have been a victim of persecution. After Messiah was killed, and all the apostles were being persecuted, all the Jews that were not that were persecuting the apostles definitely they would come after Mother of Jesus. Why? I know the Catholicism tried to say he was taken away like a rapture. No, this prophecy, which was put in the Book of Luke, that a shall appears through their own soul, So is telling that he will be Mary will have been killed. That's why I believe that Mary, Mother of Jesus, most likely was killed under persecution too. Because you can imagine the Jews hearing that this woman was telling stories how this baby was true and injured and true, and they were seeing the, uh, these disciples that are following the Lord Jesus Christ after Christ resurrected and went back to heaven, and they are preaching this thing about, and these Jews are persecuting them that this is false, that they stole his body away and no, he did resurrect. And they will be hearing stories that his mother said this about him, his mother said that about him, and they, were, they will want to kill that mother also. also. So that is what the prophecy of Simeon was already told Mary. That a soul shall appear through thy own soul also. Because he also said that it will be a sign which shall be spoken against. By who? By all these rulers of the Jews. And that was exactly what happened. They crucified him because they disagreed with, uh, with uh, the claim that Jesus Christ is the, is the Messiah also. And then if they hear that his mother was saying an angel visited him and it was son of God. And the, these disciples are claiming that he must be the son of God. They want to kill the mother that was sent that too. And particularly the apostles. That was what really that was what was prophesied by Simeon. And the soul "Shall appear to through your own soul also, that the source, the source of many hearts may be revealed." Now, verse 36 talk about another prophetess, and there was another one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asa. She was of a great age. And had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about four score and four years. Eighty-four years old. Which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she, coming in that instant, gave thanks. Gave thanks likewise unto the Lord. And spake of him, of the baby, to all them that look for redemption in Jerusalem. So God already have some prophecies, some prophets, prophecies. That he has been revealing to them the Messiah is born, the Messiah is coming to visit the temple. And when they brought the baby Jesus for this uh, sacrifice, they were there. Holy Ghost, lead them there and said, This is the baby. And they were praising God and testifying, prophesying that this is the baby, this is the rapture. But see, the people that were hearing it Well, a baby born. It's eight months old, so eight, 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 eight days old, or whatever, many days old. They are so for? 30 years to come, you know, 20 years to come is when this thing will begin to happen. Many of them are just looking ahead. Some of them that are elders they will not really take this healing. Just 30 years from now, maybe something will be happening to save history. But not, not their generation. Says she, Pastor Jesus, and she coming in that instant, give thanks likewise unto the Lord and speak of him to all them that look for redemption in Jerusalem. And when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and walked strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now, that was verse 40 that I just read. And the, second, the last part of it, we are going to come to read it in chapter 2. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover. Now, they showed the piece of Bible, it must have been by prophecy, the Simeon prophesying, and the woman and the prophets have told her that if they can't go anytime, they should go during the time of Passover. Why? Because the Messiah was to be the Passover lamb, the lamb of God that will be sacrificed. They may not tell them that, but according to the understanding of the, of the of the Word of God, that was what the Messiah came for. The Lamb of God to take all the sins of the old world, and every Passover is when they actually commemorate that Lamb, a Lamb for a family that was done in Egypt when they were living, and that is the same Passover that Christ was to fulfill. That's why they have to bring the baby every year, so to speak, for as a Passover on a Passover sacrifice, as a Passover Lamb that was just be prepared for the real sacrifice that the Lord Jesus was to do for the old world on the Passover Feast. So that was why in verse 41 says his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. Because they have three feasts that they said all the males should actually come at least those three times a year. So before the before the temple, before the presence of God. So but they chose Passover as an important one because the, the prophecy has told him that this child should be visiting the temple every Passover. May not, Mary and Joseph may not really understand it unless the prophesied prophecy will reveal to them. But they were instructed either by those prophets or by the Lord that Passover is the most important one that the baby must visit the temple in Passover. Because it was the Passover that you finally be sacrificed for mankind. was 42 then. So when he was 12 years old, that's when the Lord Jesus Christ was 12 years old. They went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast, and when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it, but they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their king foes, and acquaintance. Now a day's journey, which means from Jerusalem, to Galilee, where they are going could have been take them three days, because they only ride donkeys in those days or walk. Not everybody has donkeys. But they will go as a group. Some may be riding. They may let the women have donkeys or the babies have donkeys while the men walk. And then that's going to go take days and days and then when you look at the map right now, you can say, just as to where they are going, most likely may not be more than 100 miles, maybe 100 to 100 miles. Which in our generation, you get there in one hour if you are driving also. But in those generations, they have to walk. Now, let's see. Let's continue. Verse 45. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. Now you see they went one day journey. And then they were looking for him. When they one day journey they started in the morning, get to evening, 6 p.m. Well, this boy has not well, we need to eat dinner, also. Maybe they are about to eat dinner, 6 p.m., 7 p.m. And they started looking for him. Where is Jesus? And he's not. Maybe it's with the boys, 12 year old. They run around with the other boys also. Well, what are these boys? No, he's not here. We didn't see him. What about you guess? No, we didn't see him. So they started looking, they couldn't see him among the young boys that are running around. So now they say, well, we couldn't find him among the group that we are entourage together. So now they have to go back and that we can almost another day to We get back to Jerusalem, we'll be there another day. And they started looking for him there. So they said they found him in, in third day. So like the second day, you did find him third day is when they finally found him in the temple. And verse forty-six, and it came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. Now I wonder that why did the Lord do this? That he purposely he purposely stayed behind, not that he forgot that they are going. He purposely stayed behind. No, twelve-year-old, the Holy Ghost was already moving upon him. Maybe he wanted to fast, and of course, twelve-year-old parents that don't fast, they will be. Discouraging him from fasting, maybe the old dispute in him was wanting to fast. So he planned when I go to Jesus, I will just stay behind and fast for three days. <laughs> I'm just putting that in my imagination that maybe maybe he already planned that he will go went to fast for three days. So when they all leaving and just sneak out of the UK and went back and went to somewhere because where was he sleeping for those three days? Maybe sleeping somewhere in the temple there. Temple and not eating anything, just drinking water or something like that, who knows, yes. or not drinking, not drinking anything. But want, maybe he wanted to, farm say maybe. And if the parents wouldn't let him fast because, oh no, you're a little boy, eat your food, eat your food. Well, very soon he's going to want to do this, he will speak to him, compel him to do it, he'll say, when i go to the temple, I'll just do it, and sneak behind. So he went there for three days, uh, and the third day, he was now ready to, to break his fast. He was now talking to the rulers, to the to the the, the priests, and so on. And after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, I mean, those doctors of law. Both hearing them and asking them questions. And I say, when he, maybe he found one person and started asking questions, and the other person wanted to listen, wow, this young boy, look at what he said. Wow, how did he know that? And then they're gathering around about him. Very soon he's telling them things they, that Moses wrote. And they themselves I say, yeah, it's in there somewhere. I say, This is chapter six so and so. How do you know that? Twelve-year-old, they, they will be baffled. And they started talking more, they ask him questions, they are asking, he's asking questions, they answering it, he tell them what it actually meant. So that's you say they they found him in the temple in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that harding was to reach at his understanding and answers. So that was what baffled those elders. That are doctors of law. They have studied this all their life. And this is a 12 year old boy that is telling them this and asking the questions that they themselves have wondered about. And then he's telling them some answers. I say, oh, Wow, where do you get this knowledge from? Verse 48. And when, this, when the parents saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thought there with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. Well, he's calling me Joseph, the father, of course. That's the father that was taking care of him. In the, on And then he said him, how is it that he sought me? We still you know that I must be about my father's business. Now he's talking about the other, the evangelist of father. That's the father's business he's talking about. That's the father's business to teach the people in the temple. Or to do, to ask questions in the temple. That is the father's business and they, what, what does that mean? My father's business. Your father, Joseph, was a carpenter. How can you say your father's business here? Eh? So and they understood not the saying which he spoke unto them. They couldn't understand what do you mean by your father's business. If they are thinking of Joseph, the carpenter. And then we went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. Because it's like, what in the world is that? My father's business in the temple. They are forgetting the heavenly the, the father. That he actually is the son of God, not son of Joseph. But see, 12 years they have been taking care of this, but they never thought about son of God anymore. They are talking of son of Joseph and Captain work walk over here, and he suddenly told, told them that, "Don't you know I have to be about my father's business in the temple here, talking to these uh, priests and uh, scholars? That's your father's business." They forgot the everlasting Father, so but they, are, they are confused. So they understood not the saying which he speak unto them. But he went with them not to cause any sin or any scenery and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. Kept wondering. My father's business. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. That was the end of chapter 2 of Luke, of Gospel of Luke. And uh, we'll continue this in the next chapter. You can see the life story Luke brought us down to the baby Jesus, down to 12-year-old Jesus, and so on so Things that you don't see in the other Gospels, it make us to like a window of seeing what happened when he was developing as a son of God or not. Because that was an example of sneaking out and going away for three days. And in the temple, they saw him on the third day. You know, so almost prophesying to them that, very soon, you will be looking for me and you will be key for three days. Also. On the third day, you come back. Also. It seemed almost like prophesying to them what will happen when he came to the feast, the feast, the Passover feast. And there he came and then they crucified him and then he came the third day alive again. And that was prophesied right here when he was 12 years old that they will be looking for him for three days. Not knowing where he sat, and then he come back and you'll see him after three days. Prophesying. It was prophesying to them by that action that he did at the age of 12. But that happened when he was 30 something years after the ministry started, when he was really crucified as the Passover lamb. Once and for all for mankind. Please go. Let's go to Gospel of John, chapter 3, in the next broadcast. God bless you.